Welcome to another episode of the DH Effect, the Decided Heart Effect. I'm Hillary, and this is my lovely co-host, Sonia. And for us, we really believe in finding a decided heart through taking personal accountability, building high trust relationships, and finding and creating belonging. When we take action with our decided heart to create positive change around us, that is the decided heart effect. And, you know, our guest today, Lisa Caprelli, she is by far one of the most amazing. De- <laughs> Look at her right there. Do you see it? She is a, a self, a Latina mom on a mission to help kids learn, but it goes beyond kids. And she does it in so many innovative ways from speaking to songwriting, to writing her award-winning unicorn book series, which is called unicorn jazz and offers social emotional learning on empathy, kindness, love, belonging, believing in others. And now she's also the creator of unicorn jazz presents the thing I do which is a program where kids can be part of the show. I mean, holy unicorn woman. (laughs) We love this. We love this. Welcome to our show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be with you and your amazing listeners. And I love the heart in everything you do, ladies. Thank you. Thank you so much. And um, I think that this is going to be the one episode we're going to convince and persuade our listeners to view this because what you just showed on screen with the puppets and the books, I think that just and the cup and the puppets behind you is yeah. something that how our can listeners. You not, look how can you not love this? The kind like, right? of oh imagination ideas. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. If you're listening right now, you're missing out. Go to the YouTube channel yeah. and watch yeah, it because yeah. we have seen all kinds of colorful unicorns. Plus, you have to see how gorgeous and amazing the smile and woman you and just energy. Glow. I'm yeah. telling you, I'm telling you, we're convinced that we're just going to go drive out and see her. We need we need more of her. We are. And before <laughs> the show, we realized we're, we're in both in uh, we're all in uh, Cal- Southern California. Yes. Yes. For sure. Look at, I see you. So how can I you know. not be happy? And I know um, this is not a plug, even though it kind of is, but it's the plug that everyone should find the happiness within themselves and share it with others. And that ultimately happiness is free, really, isn't it? Yeah. So what we just in case you're just you're listening, Lisa showed some um, some interactive books that it's uh, where you can do worksheets and you there's a story involved. And so there's some activities in terms of and she was saying that, hey, us adults, we can use some of that. We can too, use so. some of it, too. So Lisa, you know, um, with decided heart moments, like we, we usually have a lot as human beings, um, but maybe perhaps there are one or two like profound decided heart moments where you said, you know what, I'm going to settle in this experience a bit more, and then I'm going to decide to take action. We are so curious of what were those experiences for you that led you to where you are today? Thank you for asking. Well, it's a long story, but I'll do the short story. And if you have questions, let me know. Um, So I grew up in El Paso, Texas. Um, I am from a large Hispanic family. And if you know Hispanic families, many many times they are large. And and that was predominantly what was us in El Paso. My mom was a single mom raising five children. And um, of course, we had our challenges. Uh, We grew up poor, although I always say, how do you know you're poor unless someone tells you? We grew up with a lot of love and laughter and um, a lot of closeness from family, which I appreciate in our culture. My grandmother had just a third grade education. She was forced to drop out of school when her mother passed away and she had to raise her family. But growing up, my grandmother was someone that was uh, a matriarch for us, that believed in us. And I often say, as in my book, um, I see you 
uh, choosing kindness and, and other works of unicorn jazz, which we can talk about. Sometimes it just takes one person to believe in you that can be life-changing. And as we grow up in adults, it's important to give that back and then believe in others or, you know, believe in others really your whole life. And I love um, sharing those lessons to children of all ages. So um, my, uh, my grandmother always said, you know, Lisa, the best thing you could do is get an education, get an education, get an education. So I believed her and I was one of those kids that excelled and was like the straight A, you know, geeky nerd. And that came with its price too. I was made fun of for wearing glasses and, and bullied. And, and I was really shy and introverted, shy like my character, Unicorn Jazz. So I put a lot of my story and, and heart and empathy and compassion and feelings into the stories. Uh, because it was a way for one for me to revisit my childhood and and to really show kids at a young age um, all the decisions they're going to make and, and the way they treat others is going to matter to them the whole lifetime. So um, so I leave El Paso. Fast forward um, in, when I was 29 years old, I moved to Huntington Beach, California. I've lived here for 20 years in Orange County. So grateful to live near the beach. I say that because living in the desert, I never saw the ocean until I was 17. Never, the, I only saw it on Fantasy Islands. Many people would remember that show and I dreamed of seeing the ocean and blessed that I could see it all the time now. I came here with um, not much, um, but a lot of ambition. I had, by this time I had worked with different companies and CEOs and helping their companies with marketing and branding. And I started my own company and part, you know, made partnership decisions and did really well. And it was the marketing writer brain in me that helped those companies. And um, from, so from two, the 2000, I moved here the year of 9-11. And for the next 11, 12 years, I helped other companies um, build their own business or brand to high success. Um, my numbers, like I've worked with over 160 CEOs and business leaders and uh, using my human um, uh, behavior psychology background, which is what I had. And, and after um, creating this book, Skip a Step, where I interviewed um, 13 different entrepreneurs and leaders about what makes for happiness and meaning, and what would you tell your seven-year-old self? What would you tell your 21-year-old self? It wasn't about like, how do I make a lot of money and have a business? Because we often hear like, you know, that's not what it should be about. It should be about what are you doing to help others and serve others? So at the end of Skip a Step, um, it, it got me thinking like, well, what is it that I want to do now? Like, it's my turn. I, and, and that is how I created Unicorn Jazz, is I wanted to create something that was going to help others. I look back at my childhood, like what could I have done to skip steps or it, what could someone have done for me? And uh, I knew I was going to create a big brand because that's what I was known for doing and to go beyond the children's books. That's why I have plushes and toys and, and, you know, even like work on these baby book I'm showing to the screen, mm -hmm. you know, songs and, you know, so much excitement and joy to give back. Mm, oh my gosh it's I, just this plethora, plethora of like creativity and joy and joy is exuding <laughs> out of you it's you know it's everything and all of the the products that you've created from your heart and your imagination mm -hmm. it truly does represent this sense of I'm going to call it sense of spirit mm -hmm. that oh. you you have and there's just so much there's so much confidence and clarity in that mm -hmm. for me thank you yeah and, and when I go to go to schools I have such the privilege and honor to speak to not just one classroom, but the entire school, whether it's elementary, middle, middle or high school. 
and I, I, it's interesting because I often say I feel like Benjamin Button where I started working with adults and then college students. I actually taught college students and then teens. I wrote this for the teen mind and then now elementary and then now even babies um, didn't know that was going to happen, especially again, being the shy girl that I get to be in front of audiences, had to learn how to do that, by the way. Mm-hmm. And um, the best days of my life are being in front of children. Every, if, if it's every day, every day is the best day of my life. I, I'm here for them. And when, you, when I get kids, you know, fifth graders that will raise their hand when, when I get to share the, the joy of, of creating and, and doing and doing what you love, um, I'll, I'll get things like, you know, Miss, is it hard to be creative? And I'm like, is it hard to dream? You know, and, 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 and things that like, how did you change out of your comfort zone? What took, you know, you know, what was the, what was like something that was pivotal or secret moment? And it was nothing, one unique thing, but in getting asked these wonderful questions from children who are vulnerable and asking authentic questions, for me, and looking back, it's been a combination of being kind to others. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, the people that I grew up with, they were my friends. Some of them grew up to be uh, school principals, school educators. So guess who I called when I published my book? Sure. Them. Yeah. And, and they knew me as that side girl. So it's interesting when you go in front of, of audiences and then someone in there knows that that's not who you were growing up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lisa, you know, what is so interesting about what you are saying is we just, we had someone on a couple of episodes ago, Louise Sattler, who was talking about how sometimes women end up getting into a position where they are competitive with one another rather than lifting one another. And yet you've created it's and, and networking is almost seen as a dirty word. But the reality is, is if you create high trust relationships that are truly meaningful and you really want the best for the other person the karma thing sort of takes care of itself and you just make space and room and everybody gets to rise together. Yeah, absolutely. No. And connection is why we are all connection is why we are all here. I mean, the pandemic taught us about how the isolation process and how awful it was, you know, as we hear mental health is on the rise and in schools and, and uh, where they're being uh, required to have what's called social emotional learning in learning and books, which my books are categorized as that. As that. And social emotional learning is, is teaching at an early age, if you can, the importance of feelings and emotions, happy, sad, anger, you know, overcoming all these things, things that are normal part of, of day-to-day human experiences. And you and I, we didn't grow up with that being taught in schools. And so the research and, and studies are that if you if, if you teach this at a young age, that's when the learning is going to happen, because try teaching a kid that's angry, a kid that's depressed or unhappy mm-hmm. is right. It's going to be harder. So so are you I, I get excited when I see so many people incorporating into into their brand, into the curriculum, into their books, um, you know, social intelligence, because in going back and studying all these things that that I was without and I'm sure everybody here can listening can look back at their childhood and say what was I not given did I have enough communication obviously as as we know as parents you can't be the be all and and everything to your child there's no manual to be the mom right (laughs) and and you can't expect the school to provide all that it's a lifelong process you know there's there's one thing I want to go back to to your personal story 
you had every reason to say I, I can't or it's the adversity is, oh, I guess that's just too hard to work through. Um, you know, yeah. for being, I, I was also a first generation college student. There was a lot of just extra hurdles to have to navigate. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we talk about high trust re- relationships, um, that trust has to absolutely begin with self. Do I trust myself? And I just fully, I'm just fully believing that you found a way to say, I trust myself fully. I am going forward despite these challenges. And you said one thing in one of your previous interviews um, that you knew that you wanted to write as a young girl, but you also knew that only 84, not as a young girl, but later like 84% will not write the book. Only 3% of those who really, really want to. So that was just like an an added Mm -hmm. um, barrier mentally. I mean, we could have just, Mm -hmm. yeah. But you believed, I mean, I'm, tell me, like, there's this belief and this trust within yourself. Where did that come from? You know, I, I would say it's from key people in my life and believing that my grandmother who believed in me, um, my first grade teacher, Ms. Johnson, my first grade um, beginning part of the year, I, I got ends, you know, we got ends like for needs improvement or, and I remember just how awful it was to get ends. And by the end of the first, um, my first grade year, I had like most improvement and, and the teacher, Ms. Johnson, just took me under her wing. She gave me on the last day of school, um, a book by Sid Hoff, Danny and the Dinosaur. And by the way, I show that to kids, Sid Hoff books. That summer, I read all his books. I went to the public library and I immersed myself in, in getting lost in imagination and stories. And, and so that teacher changed my life. She doesn't know that. I talk about all the time as I went into adulthood and, and started working in the workforce in El Paso, Texas still, I met a, a woman named Cindy Kirkland who became my boss and recognized all these different talents in me, still shy, but she recognized how I cared about the company. Um, I was very ambitious and she would tell me things like, Lisa, you're meant to, you're for bigger things. Leave the city one day, go out. And she had worked with thousands of people in, in human resources. And she often said, I've never met someone like you. So imagine if when you are, you know, a grown up, <laughs> that you can impart belief and champion other people. Mm-hmm. And it was those key people that to this day that we're friends with. And I'm always thanking because I often say, we need to do that for others. And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, so this in the first book, Unicorn Jazz moves to a new land in search of new friends. She feels like she doesn't belong. The one that believes in her is her mother. Her mother sings to her. She has a, a music note to her tale because her special talent is she loves to sing, but she doesn't know that she's a great singer. So the horses say she doesn't, they don't look like her. She has, the horses have two horns. She can't hide like the geckos. So they just, you know, are telling her she doesn't belong. And then she meets a bird, a, a crow named Wolf. And I did that on purpose, Wolf. Imagine a name that a dog <laughs> should have, that. but he's proud of his name. And he says, you know, look at you, you have a beautiful voice and you should show off your talent. And so she goes into the playground the next day and sings. And now everyone wants to play with her, play hopscotch with me, color with me, dance with me. And they, did, they apologize and they say how awesome she is. And they're all friends. Mm-hmm. And so I often say, sometimes maybe you're a wolf to crow to someone, you believe in them, or someone believes in you. And that was the basis for all the stories that were to come. I know. I, <laughs> and it's so funny because that is like, that literally is the decided heart effect, right? It's when you, that teacher 
feeling fully confident and embracing who she was, which was this woman who was meant to go in and teach and, and work with students and bring out yeah. the best in them. And then when she made you, it's like this, this ripple effect, she made you believe right. in you. And now you're out and helping others believe in themselves. That's the DH effect, right? Like you're continuing this on. I always see it in my mind as this like flashlight and the light just keeps shining and shining and getting brighter and brighter and brighter. It just yeah. absolutely warms my, my soul and my heart to hear you saying this, because I do think we are meant to be here on earth to be of purpose of service. Yeah. yeah. And when you lean into your talents, mm -hmm. that's where you find it. And you're, I mean, again, I, I, if you're not watching, you have to watch it because Lisa is just, you're glowing <laughs> with how passionate you believe yeah. in doing this for others. Yeah. And, and, and every day I get to wake up and feel like I'm seven, you know, with a, <laughs> life, a lifetime of experience and, and um, leading creativity and getting artwork for my illustrator, which by the way, my, my illustrator, Davey Villalobos is from El Paso. He happens to be my cousin. It was his lifelong dream to oh, be a published illustrator. Wow. And that's the thing he does. And um, so early on, I told him, how would you like to be part of Unicorn Dad's dream? And of course he's on board and and it's just so great to, uh, again, the, the stories come alive because of the artwork. I can't sure. do what he can, even though I'm an artist. That's the thing he does. So the show that, that we created since the pandemic that's now on Amazon TV is called Unicorn Jazz Presents the Thing I Do. There's a song. I've written um, several songs as a soundtrack to all of the work we do. And as a mom, if, if you can appreciate this, um, with a lot of children's books, with shows like Sesame Street, I grew up with Bugs Bunny. Um, different cross media helps make us, helps us to learn. So that's always been important to me. I love music. I can't sing, but Unicorn Jazz has a special talent. Gave her that, and I have professional kid actresses that um, sing and, and professional people. That's the thing they do. So I'm always reminding people, especially kids and, and adults, that we all need each other. It's the teamwork mm -hmm. that makes our ideas grow. Like you two, be your dynamic duo. You're a team. Yeah. And, and that's, that's one way I've, I've learned it to grow is I'll, I'm just a spokesperson, but I come with hundreds of people that have believed in unicorn jazz and the process. But one of the things I realized in speaking to children and, and them being excited, obviously, they're not going to all grow up to be writers and authors, you know, but I'm here to teach them at a young age to get excited about technology and all the possibilities of the careers they're going to have growing up. And maybe they develop something unique. Like I created a show during the pandemic because it, instead of focusing on what I couldn't do because I couldn't go into schools, I said, well, I do have a media background. I could bring people together, find them, ask them and, you know, build a show using video. And it is a homegrown show. And but for me, it was like baby Einstein's a creator. You know, she started out of a, of a studio and then years later, she's selling her content, her IP, her intellectual property to Disney. So for me, it was just a way to keep going. And then I get to show kids virtually the little pieces of the show on video, which as we know, kids get excited about that. Yes. Oh my gosh. I don't, can go we ahead. lean into that? Yeah, no, go ahead. You, you ask. No, I was going to actually um, talk about more, well, the, the why, why children are so um, and special. And I, a lot of my work is with, with teens and I also have children and there is something very magical about children that is so clear to them and th their imagination and confidence as, as little ones. Um, and, and being a mother, when I was raising little ones, I realized that they had so much to teach me as an adult. Right. 
And yes. that somehow in my, throughout my young adulthood and adulthood, things got blurry and I started to question what I've always known. And what I think, what I'm hearing you say is you, you really recognize the power. And I literally mean the power of mm-hmm. children and their minds and their beliefs, and that you are letting them shine to teach perhaps the adult world and each other, you know, where, where, what can we rely on? What right. can we learn from? And I just, I, that's where I was resonating, but yeah. you probably want to. No, I was just, I, I think it's amazing. I want, I was wondering about the creation of the pandemic. I mean, again, in the middle of the pandemic and you're like, I think I'm going to make a TV show. <laughs> well, I knew early on when we didn't know how long the pandemic's going to go on. And, you know, I, I joined, I was already in Facebook groups. I started hearing the conversations and the psychology of what was happening with the teachers, the parents, mm-hmm. business people, all, you know, which is important to, to, to relate to as a business owner. And I saw the, the scared um, capacity in teachers not having confidence if they could learn this technology thing fast. Thankfully, I did have technology. Um, it was easy for me. My son is a YouTuber, although he doesn't like me telling people, but I do tell people because he started at seven as a YouTuber. He took a lot of my technology skills and took it to a whole nother level. By the way, my son's name is Trey. He's 16 today. And oh um, he didn't birthday. want anything to do with the unicorn. So one day while he's away with his daddy, I picked him up and I said, I developed another character. My son's name is Trey. Trey Ziki. Oh <laughs> my gosh. Oh. And then I made a song, you know, the thing I do and the book is named after Trey Ziki. Oh. And he just smiled like that was his approval. My oh. older son, I have a 30 year old son who's a nurse, a healthcare worker. And my older son is so gregarious and he was pursued to be an actor when he was younger. He became a nurse. My older son plays the voice. So there's a game show on the show, the thing I do on Amazon TV, please watch it. We created this homegrown since the pandemic. A lot of kids, professional kids, actors singing. People have described it like a modern day Sesame Street. Um, and we use green screen and we had kids send in their content. Cause as you guys know, um, you know, we have our phones today that has awesome capabilities that you and I didn't grow up with, right? Ah, true. And, and so for me, it was like, how can we bring happiness during yes. the pandemic? And I couldn't focus on the negative for me. It was not gonna get me out of bed. Right. <laughs> and that's when I spent all my time. I, I tell people, if you're an entrepreneur, we all know this, that we tend to work a lot, you know? And so during the pandemic, I, I probably put in more working hours than any time in my life. It, because I, I knew what I was building, which now we've achieved some of it, but still a lot of potential to grow. We want to turn unicorn jazz and stories into an animation series and on and on and on. And I'm just so grateful that so many people have been part of, of the infancy, kind of like seeds, and they're seeing the seeds, you know, pop up now. And, and still, I'm, I'm grateful for a show like yours to be introduced right now, where we continue to take off and I, to me, in the beginning, I, I, you know, I saw as a brand, there's, there's um, Hello Kitty, there's Mickey Mouse, and I want Unicorn Jazz to be a, a national global household name one day. And it takes the hard work and perseverance of getting out there like, I'm, like we're doing today and connecting. Well, I, I just think, you know, people, you gravitate. I mean, people gravitate to those who are truly authentic in their vision and their beliefs and their values. And that's yeah. probably why you've been able to build the momentum that you have with such talent is because, you know, there's so many things out there and information and products and everything. But what we're really, I think what we're craving, especially today during this time 
is authenticity, mm -hmm. like really yeah. meaningful connection. And I can just yeah. see why you're, why you're on the, the road you are. Yeah. And, and, you know, before the pandemic, I was going to like a children's hospital, Orange County, reading my stories, bringing song and bringing happiness to me. It's like, how can we bring happiness to those who need it? And um, uh, last Christmas, we did a book donation drive where we, you know, put out to the public, a lot of our unicorn jazz kids that are part of our show and have connected and said, how can I want to donate my allowance to give books to the children. So we raised a lot of books. And then this is our second um, annual um, children's book donation drive. And we've, we've partnered with big organizations and nonprofits like Hindi's Libraries. And we're, they're helping donate thousands of books with their efforts. And this year, we need more places to give them where kids in need. So it's Children's Hospital, Orange County, El Paso Children's Hospital, where I'm from, Los Angeles Food Bank Health, Erin Community Cultural Center, uh, Shade Tree, Las Vegas, an orphanage, an orphanage in Haiti called Grangu. And I just, people say, this organization needs help. And I pray, and I, I there's, it's a team of volunteer efforts. But how exciting to give books to children in need. And especially, I was one of those kids ones. I was one of the kids that would have been in line for food growing up. I was one of the kids that was grateful if we got donated shoes or toys during Christmas time. So to go and do that, to me, and have something meaningful and to, to give my own books away, and to get to, to read to the kids and bring in musicians. Now, I'll have to invite you guys to the event December 18th. We're doing a Heart of Christmas event at the Erin Community Cultural Center. We have musicians professional singers donating their time, Tatriana Frey, Elena Bernardi, who has Unicorn Music Academy, again, serendipity, and on and on and on. And what a feel good, you know, mission to be part of for people and for the kids we serve. Well, how, and how can our listeners and our watchers become yeah. involved? Oh my God. You go to unicornjazz.com, follow us on social media. You know, I'm Lisa Caprelli. I'm easy to, to follow on all of that. Um, unicornjazz.com forward slash book donations um, talks about this project and initiative we're doing now because it's already taking off, you know, largely and it's just our second annual and, and we're just so grateful because I often, as I often tell people, there's a lot of great charities out there to give to. What I love is we're just asking to give one book, give many books, we're giving the whole book, not the eighth of a book, and the two, you just are bringing smiles to children with books and learning again something that my grandmother said is always important and we all know this as parents what do we want for our children we want them to learn as much as they can to get a good education for sure i have loved we have loved i'm gonna just lump Ooh, you in because i know i can see it on her face and i can feel it with her energy we have loved so much having you here and i just the things that i have loved hearing from you showing up in passion i hope that our listeners and our viewers can see when there's something on your heart, mm -hmm. lean into it, find the joy in it. And then when you're giving of your talent and your creativity and your service and you're creating belonging with that magical unicorn things happen. <laughs> and we are just so grateful for the time that you spent with us. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful. Thank you, Hillary and Sonia. I'm so grateful. And I'm so grateful that we're, we're friends too. And we have so many connections. And I know I'm talking to your daughter who did a unicorn project when she was a teen. No, when she was younger, but she's yeah. a teen now. Yeah, yes, for sure. <laughs> okay. I mean, everyone, we thank you so much for joining us for another week of the DH Effect. We do hope that you found something to that inspires you like Lisa. Lisa, you inspire us today. Sure. Um, and you know, that inspiration should lead to taking action within our own lives. 
So don't forget, please subscribe to our YouTube channel and you've got to watch this episode. Okay. You've, yeah. you've heard this like multiple times today, um, but you can also subscribe to all the podcast platforms that you listen to. Um, and you can also continue the conversation with Lisa and ourselves through Instagram and Facebook. Do not forget, do not forget to stop and reflect. Take the time to live with a decided heart. Until next time, may you find the courage to live with a decided heart anchored by identity, trust, and belonging. Thank you, everybody.